the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and I'm here with Ace One Two Swap, and we're in the studio, and Andrew, I believe, is on his way or here already. I'm here, Dottie. I'm well, here. Well, you didn't have to come into the city. We had, we were, like, I'm a little out of breath because the elevator girl, it was her first day. She didn't know how to work the elevators. she didn't know how to work elevators. the elevators. <laughs> No. We'll give yes. her a pass for today. But. So we'll let her have a pass. But look, you have to understand, we have to get on. <laughs> she goes, well, it's my first day, and I don't know how to use the elevators. So I said, but we can't get up to the studio if you can't use the elevators. So um, we just made it in the nick of time. But like Ace said, it's her first day, so we're giving her a pass. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, good morning, everybody. It's uh, 60 degrees out, I believe. It feels like spring. It was freezing the day before yesterday, but it's nice today. So, uh, welcome to Ion Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and absolutely everything that has to do with real estate. And in the 21st century, it's real estate that makes the world go round. And that's truly the truth. Andrew Lieb is with us. Andrew's first firm is Lieb at Law. I kind of think that kind of rhymes, Andrew, with a practice that focuses on all phases of real estate. He also has a wonderful blog that you should follow him on. He teaches law to real estate professionals, including the people at Douglas Element. Um, And if you have any legal questions, he'll be happy to advise you. And you can give us a call at 866-970-9622. You can also follow Andrew on Twitter and Facebook, as you can follow myself. And you can follow Ace. Yep. We're all uh, with it. <laughs> because you've got to be social today to be in business. <laughs> so whether you like it or not. But I have to tell you, I find it so cumbersome answering people back. And I, you know, had the flu shot, which I'm really against. But, you know, they convinced me to do it. And, of course, I caught the flu right after I had it. So that was really good. And... I write to people. I don't even know who I'm writing to anymore. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, but I really couldn't meet you. I have the flu. And then this guy writes back, well, I hope you feel better. And I'm sorry that you have the flu, but I'm just a vendor looking to get business from you. And I said, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really amazing how you can connect with so many people. And I really do think that after a while, because there's so many people doing social media, like who's good, who's not good, who's really great, who's just great at marketing it. I do think, though, if you're going to be long-term 
I think that we can honestly tell you on this show we have been very long term that you trust those people and you trust the recommendations that they give you um, and we try to give you like a lot of different options because there's no such thing as one size fits all uh, as you know Ace who's been with us since the very beginning is the vice president of residential lending at Citizens Bank which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions in the Northeast. The bank offers a broad range of retail and commercial banking products and services to individuals, small businesses, large corporations, and institutions. Citizens helps its customers reach their potential by listening to them. And I think that's all of us. We could all do a better job of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, they listen to them, and you can call them, and they understand their needs because everyone's needs are important. So a lot of times friends will give you recommendations, and you should do this, and you should do that. And I'm sure their intentions are pretty good. But sometimes their situations are not yours. So you want to make sure that you sit with a financial advisor at Citizens that can sit down and hear what your goals are, what your risks are tolerances and whether you think you're going to be in a home for a long time. I think so many people take 30-year mortgages that really don't need to. Uh, It's just that it was the old way of doing things. So anyhow, you can find more information at Citizens Bank at citizensbank.com or call them at any time at (coughs) 1-800-922-9999. Or, or Dottie, they can call us here at 1-866-970-9622. And we can answer them live. Yep. At 1030, we're going to briefly be talking with Mike Conti, one of New York's top insurance experts from Conti Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and the former president council of insurance brokers of Greater New York. And then without any doubt, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable insurance experts in New York. Somebody had asked, can you insure against pipes freezing and bursting during a cold blitz like the one we just had? I really don't know the answer. I can tell you it happened to me, so I don't know. Uh, But we'll have to ask him. Okay, and on this day, Alexander Hamilton was born in 1755. I always tell you what happened on this day. He died at age 49. And I kind of think in that day and age, the life expectancy really wasn't that long. But he died from a gunshot wound in the duel, for those of you who haven't seen the musical Hamilton. Um, again, 866-970-9622. I think I told you um, last last week I was going to give you some updates about predictions that we, we think are going to happen in 2020. Um, before I do that, first of all, I don't know if you're listening or not, but I want to, I want to congratulate Jonathan Miller who does all of Douglas Elliman's market reports and used to be uh, on the show until the drive got too long because he was coming in from Connecticut. But he had his first grandchild, and I want to wish him a big congratulations. Congratulations, Jonathan. Congratulations, Jonathan. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, And he has released his fourth quarter 2019 Elliman reports. So it's the last quarter of the year. And um, year over year, sales in Manhattan market below $5 million were higher, while sales above $5 million were, you know, fell. So the entry-level market for New York, and I know entry is a mansion someplace else, but uh, 
But I think it's uh, nationally, I think it's pretty much that way all over the country. Um, four of the 10 luxury sales were new development versus six out of 10 three years ago. In northern Manhattan, co-op and condo, medium sales price declined year over year for the third time in four quarters. Yet the number of sales expanded annually. So we had more sales, but the price was down. Now, just remember something. Numbers, you can do anything you want with them. It's just how you lay it out. We are taking numbers from a major year because we had all those tax increases and the mansion tax. Everybody tried to get all their deals in the last minute last year. Mm -hmm. So this year, okay, when they say it's off, it is off from last year, but it's not like it's... um, falling apart. It's just kind of like a going along. I wouldn't say it's an exciting market. And again, in my opinion, and I don't know about you and Andrew, but I think that the politics at the higher end has a lot to do with it. Um, I think that for entry-level people that, that want to buy, well, they're going to buy regardless of who makes the presidents. But um, I think there are a lot of people are concerned with what the laws are going to be. So I think that's kind of held things up. Brooklyn and Queens, their home sales rose for the first time since 2017. And uh, the deals rose in those boroughs and are climbing, you know, meaning there's a higher price, but there's also more deals. Mortgage rates, Ace, they fell further as buyers rushed into the first open houses of 2020. And... What what do you what why do you think that they keep on going down and what is a piggyback mortgage that's different than a second mortgage? What would you advise? Yeah, Dottie, just talking about <clears throat> the amount of people that are actually going to open houses, we're seeing in early early spring market, like literally the minute the holidays were over and twenty twenty hit, I mean the first weekend we've seen record breaking numbers. So um, Hey say, so I just gotta ask you a there. question. Yeah. Did you just say it's spring already? Because I'm it's, loving that. It's an early spring. I mean, I can tell you oh. last year, this Andrew, quarter, it was dismal. It's but 60 degrees. It's 60 degrees. I so. love it. Spring I love is in it. the air. <laughs> but yeah, Dottie, to answer your question in regards to piggyback mortgage, it's this, it's identical to a second mortgage, but it's when you get a first mortgage and you're taking a home equity line of credit attached with the first mortgage. Wait, say that again. So for example, if someone is buying a, a place for $1 million, and they wanted to finance, let's say, 90%, they can do an 80 on the first mortgage and then a second, which we call a piggyback, as a home equity line of credit. So they're borrowing 10%. They're borrowing from the bank a first mortgage of 80 and then a second mortgage, which is the piggyback, of 10%. Why weren't they not allowed to do that at one time? Um, or were they always allowed to have a second? They were always allowed to have a second to avoid PMI, right, which is private mortgage insurance. So if you're putting, let's say, you know, Less than twenty. Less than twenty percent down, and you wanted to put let, put only ten percent down in order to avoid PMI. You can actually borrow an oh, extra ten percent, right? So to to do it that way, and exactly. again, it gets complicated, but really not. I think all that Ace is saying is when you put less than twenty percent down, of Correct. course, the bank is at more risk. Yep. So they charge a, a an additional five percent. Until you reach the 20%. Until you reach the 20%. Okay, not forever, but once you reach the 20%. So to not pay that extra money, if you do it the way Ace is saying, you You don't have that extra charge. You take out a piggyback loan. And that could mean thousands and thousands of dollars. Correct. So I would suggest you call Ace and find (laughs) out about that. By the way, good news also, the U.S., because I'm so sick of bad news and politics and all that crap. 
Um, and again, I really feel horrible for all those people that died on that plane crash, although I think I heard this morning that it was a, a mistake that they made. Mm-hmm. They said that they made a mistake. Yeah. But foreclosures hit <clears throat> a 14-year low. Um, and evictions in New York City are down almost 20% six months after state tenant protections were enacted. And, you know, we're going to talk, we've been talking about all the new rent regulation laws. And as I said, you know, some of them I think are good. Some of them I think are going to backfire because I think um, for something to work, it has to be good for both parties, not just the renters, but the people who also buy the buildings. But they attribute that to the Tenant Protection Act. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I know uh, Governor Cuomo announced major Penn Station track expansion, and I sure think that they need that. Um, He proposed a significant expansion of Penn Station Monday, adding eight new tracks to the hub. And this plan would take uh, the state take over the block south of Penn Station, adding 40% to the train station's capacity. Now, those of you who live in the suburbs might not realize, but in the city, anything that's close to a train station is more valuable. It's almost like waterfront property. Not quite, but... Mm -hmm. If you're further from a train station, because people rely on the transit in the city, so um, anything that they can do to improve it, make it better, make it cleaner uh, is great. So I think that he just acknowledged that the project uh, is in way. Um, Still, they have to fix it because if if you travel the world, some of those train stations are so clean and ours are a little bit, I would say— they need upgrading. <laughs> They're okay. in the middle, Dottie. Have They're you in seen in, in the uh, yeah in the Long Island Railroad? They're already halfway done, and they're going to roll out the first phase this year. And it's already getting so much better. You can see screens really? that tell you what when the train's coming and going, and they're going to expand it. But I don't know if you read this. One of the guys that owns one of these properties you're talking about goes, "I'm not selling." So there's going to be a major condemnation issue where the government takes people's property that don't want to sell. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where. Yeah, that's going to be social. Yeah, there's going to be a major. We'll have to talk about that on one show. What happens when the government wants to take your property for the use that they have, uh, for like government, or they're going to put roads? By the way, the most expensive zip codes. Just in case you're interested, or you want to kind of tell people you live in these zip codes, whether <laughs> you do or not. Um, came out, and these are the most expensive zip codes in the USA. First was Atherton, California, which is 94027, which is money from there is from Silicon Valley. Number two, believe it or not, was Sagaponic, New York, which is out in the Hamptons. It's probably the next town after Bridge, it's east of Bridgehampton, um, before East Hampton, but it's in the township of East Hampton. And that, the money is supposedly from Wall Street millennials. Hmm. Santa Monica was three. Beverly Hills, which is all show business. And foreign money was four. New York, New York, with the zip code 10007, which is Wall Street money. That came in number five. Boston, Massachusetts, six. Palo Alto, California. And the also the zip code in New York, 1013, which is also Wall Street money. So we got one out in Suffolk County, which is out in the Hampton, Sagaponic, and I guess two in the city. So we have three of the top eight yeah. zip codes, which is 
pretty nice. Um, I also thought you'd be interested in knowing, just tidbits, um, that, you know, there's a whole, there's, I can go on about all the stories, and maybe next week I'm going to really talk about the tax savings because I am warning New York State, and I love New York City, but I think you can only push people so far, and I think they're pushing a little far with the tax situation. And there was a whole story, and I'm not sure if it was the Times or the Wall Street Journal, where they kind of showed how much savings people can make if they move to Florida. Um, but that will be another show. Just to give you an idea, though, uh, Fox Business had a thing. Americans are heading south for warmer weather and friendlier taxes. Yeah. And top inbound states, Idaho, which I have no desire to live there. Do you? So, I was shocked, Dottie. I okay, said to myself, how is that there? number one? Idaho, like they got great potatoes. Yeah, but you know, you're, uh, hey, you know, you never know. The Look millennials are Detroit. going to weird. Like somebody just told me, I did some television thing for millennials yesterday, and they they're going, oh, I'm moving to Tennessee, and I said, you know, I know that's in the top ten of places to move to. So they go, you have to see what's going on there. So you know, things change, trends change. But I, I personally don't know what I would do in Idaho. And of course, your job has to be there. So you know, that's another consideration. But they say that's the number two. South Carolina is three. Tennessee is. I like South Carolina. Yeah. Have you been to South Carolina? Yes. It's a great place. I I can move there. I get that one. Tennessee is four, and North Carolina is uh, five. And then the, the people going out and leaving in outbound states is Illinois, California, New Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and uh, obviously New York is not listed, but I know New York is one of them. Um, and a lot of it has to do, I don't want to say it's only only taxes. I think um, some of the baby boomers are getting older, and when they get, as you get older, I think they hate the cold yeah. more. Okay, so I think they they look for climates and they're used to going to these warmer climates when they have vacations and stuff. So but I also think it has a lot to do with the climates. But one thing that I'm not thrilled with is New York. Now, it's not New York City. We're talking about New York lost the highest number of residents in the country in 2019. Now, why is that so? Okay. It says New York was one of the 10 states in the country that lost populations between 2018 and 2019 with a loss of 76,000 and something people, which is 0.4%, you know, of their population. It was followed by Illinois and West Virginia. West Virginia had the largest decrease. I have no idea what goes on there, why so many people left. I don't really know. Um it also reported that 27 states plus Washington, D.C. lost population through either domestic migration, meaning people moved to other states. And New York lost 180,000 residents to new states. Okay? The only state that topped New York, take a guess, Ace. Hmm. Um, I would say, I don't know. California. California. Look at their taxes and look what's going on in San Francisco. It's hard to even walk the streets there. Um, So, yeah, New York, uh, California lost actually more than New York. So, you know, we're going to fix that up and hopefully, you know, we're going to get somebody to run for mayor. I don't know who's going to run for mayor, but we have to ace. What about you? Uh. Andrew, what about you? I'm on Team Dottie. That's what I'm going for. Team Team Dottie Dottie for mayor. Exactly. And I got to tell you right after the break. 
Did you ever hear of the Santa Con? Of course. Okay, well, we'll tell you what that is because it's tomorrow, right after the break. You're not going to want to miss this. It's wild. Okay, we'll be right back. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law? Well, every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio, you hear from Mike Connors of Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a listener's actual question. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500. Don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission and Sunday mornings on AM 970 The Answer at 11. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire. Talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. 
on the Cats Roundtable. You won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 830, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back, and uh, we're very excited, and some of our best conversations happen when we're on the break. Anyhow, I told you before the break that we, you know, you're listening to I on Real Estate, but I have to always tell you about the events in case you're interested in this, Andrew. This might be something you might want to do. Santa Con, you said, right? Yes. I can't now, wait to hear. Tell okay. me. Now, here it is, Andrew. <laughs> it's the 19th annual one, so it's a, not a new thing. Now, you take, you wear no pants and you take a subway ride, okay? What? It's to get, Andrew, now, would I kid you? I, 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 okay, now, I just know, and you'll have to tell your students this because it's really you know, just wild. It's the 19th annual no pants subway ride. It's tomorrow. Do you wear a shirt? Do okay. you wear a shirt? Yeah, well, here's the deal. Pantless oh, commuters, tourists, okay, and everyday citizens now participate in the day in over 60 cities worldwide. Wow. Okay? <clears throat> Every year, hundreds of New Yorkers brave the cold and ride the subway in nothing but their undies. <laughs> I'm sorry I have the flu still, but anyhow... Since the first ride in 2002, the initiative was to get New York City down to its knickers, and it has gained great traction. It started in New York City, of course. Pantless commuters, tourists, and everyday citizens now participate in the day in 60 cities. And the idea is just this, Andrew, in case you want to do it tomorrow, you know, just tell your wife. When tomorrow? I'm, I'm ready. Listen, the whole idea is simple. Random passengers board a subway car at separate stops in the middle of the winter without pants. However, the participants behave as they don't know each other, and they're allowed to wear winter coats. So you can wear a coat. You can wear a hat. You can wear hats. You can wear scarves. Hmm. And you can even wear gloves. Okay, the only unusual thing is you can't wear pants. Okay. And the fun will take over, and it's between 3 to 5 p.m. tomorrow, and it's the 19th annual one. And I just Neat. thought it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. And I think Very it's, cool. it's yeah. more obvious for men because women might be wearing a dress. Yeah. So you might not know that a woman doesn't have. But when men just have just, well, but, but it's 3 to 5, and it's it's kind of wild, and it's kind of a fun thing. And sometimes I think. You hear so many bad things in the world and so much anger and hatred. This is kind of a, just a fun thing. It's harmless. And, you know, it's kind of fun. And it's everywhere, Dottie, you said. It, for places. so many years. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So I, uh, I I just thought that'd be fun. It's kind of cold. But if you see, the weather is, is with us because it's really warm today. And I think it's going to be warm tomorrow. So it's not even going to be that that bad. Okay? And I think it's going to be like 60 degrees again. So we're we're lucky, okay? Now, I have a few. I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but I have this thing that I found, and it kind of gives you to 2030, but I'm going to talk a little about 2020, and 
I want to hear Ace your predictions. I want to hear Andrew. And then I took the economists, some of the big economists that, that predict. And these are national things. So when I'm talking, I'm not talking necessarily like New York City exclusively. Uh, but I have to tell you, the housing market is pretty, pretty consistent in 2019. It really, on the higher end, pretty much always, in most places, it kind of was a little bit slower. Um, and I really think that was political. There was a you know, reach out to warmer climates with lower taxes. Um, but in 2020, the housing market looks like it's going to remain pretty strong. You seeing that, Ace? I think so. I mean, you're seeing a lot of buyers. And remember, rates are still at an all-time low, right? So I think we still have probably a 12-month 12, 12 window before rates maybe start to tick up. So Okay. home Homeowner demographics will evolve. And we were talking about this during the break. And I think I talked about this yesterday with some people. But, you know, like with Amazon and artificial intelligence, yeah. uh, they gather so much information on you. Like, and unless you don't want to live in this world that we live in today and you just don't want to be part of anything, <laughs> there's no way you could really avoid it. So they have all this information. And they're going to know when you're ready to buy or rent or do something before you do. And so they're going to be reaching out. They're going to know the demographics. And by the way, when you're searching online... Yeah. And you're looking at properties. I mean, you might tell the real estate broker, "Listen, I can only spend five hundred, but they, but you know, they have all that data, so they'll know that you're really looking at seven hundred. Okay, <laughs> you know, they'll have so much information on you, and it's like if you go to a store and you buy a, a piece of clothing, and they said, "Well, if you bought this, you might like this," yep. and <clears throat> they actually put it into your mind. So I, that'll evolve. They also have the artificial intelligence, which. You you can actually go into a property, okay, and feel the couch and feel the um, and and see the heights of the ceilings. And if you're a tall person, maybe you want to make sure ta- the shower is tall enough. And you can actually see a neighborhood with the drones. That's like a thousand miles away. However, my advice to anybody who is buying something. Do not buy something that you have never seen. I don't care how much you touch it, okay, yeah. or feel it, or the robot takes you through it. Because, you know, the robots will be very good real estate agents. They will be knowledgeable. Yeah. When you come in, they'll be very polite, I'm <laughs> sure. And they will have more information than any human being can know. So they'll have, you know, probably every sale that ever happened in the last million years. Uh but at the end of the day, you can't beat the knowledge of somebody who's worked in the buildings, who's lived in the city, who knows what's there, and you can't beat your eyesight because there could be something unsightly on the street or something that you missed that really makes the value very different. So I don't suggest people buy online, um, even though I am not saying that that won't ever happen. Do you think that'll happen? You know, it's it's tough because you, you definitely need to touch and feel, right, Daddy? I think... Um you know, AI can only do so much. It'll help you probably preview the apartments and probably narrow down your selection. But at the end of the day, like you said, you got to touch and feel it, you know. Right. Particularly with the condition of the property, guys. Exactly. Like when you go there, sometimes you got to touch the wall to yeah. see if yeah. the wood is even good. Like you got to you got to check it out. So I, I was looking at houses recently in the suburbs. And one of the biggest disasters that you couldn't see online is how much you had to rip up this driveway. And that was going to be a $50,000 change. And it's really important to actually see the condition of property before you pay it. And have an engineer's report. 
if you're oh, buying yeah, a single family That's house. Right. I always tell people, right. not so much in the buildings if you're buying in the city, but if you're buying a single family home, not only have an engineer's report, go and meet the engineer with, go there yourself and meet him or her because if it's a brand new house, the engineer report will come out horrible. So you want to say, well, for the age of the house, okay, the roof is not great. How much is this going to cost me? Because if you don't, it will be like a horror show. You'll be afraid to buy anything. So, <clears throat> but they and Dottie, say, in the city, in yeah. the city, you know what they got to do is they got to read the offering plans. It's very important oh, yes. to know what the rules of the building are. And I've had clients very often that were thinking they're buying this luxury building only to find out that a Starbucks could be right next to their front door and they freaked out. So they need to know who, what commercial spaces can be there, who, what the rules of the garages are. So point. offering plans. Yeah, very important. And I that if you buy a building and let's just say there's a high-end spa in your building, you really need to find out how long their lease is because it doesn't mean that they'll be there forever. And, you know, exactly. like you were saying, you have to see what they're allowed to put in there. Because if it's kind of like, you know, something that's not desirable, like a, a, fo- a food store that has bad, that cooks bad smelling foods, you the might worst. be out of luck. Right. But they say that in 2020, smaller cities will boom. Um, they think that agents will shrink, that their real estate agent population will shrink. Now, I've been in the business too long, long, and I'll never, you know, when I'd be interviewing people, someone would say, oh, I was in the real estate business, yes, and then what happened? Well, you know, it got bad, so I left, and now it's good, so I'm back. Well, I really don't hire anybody like that, because you're either going to survive the business or you're <laughs> not, okay? So I think that, I think that real estate is a lot harder than many people think it is. I think people think you show a couple of houses, and I think, but I do think um, that for those people who are good at what they do, whether it's in mortgage, whether it's an attorney, whether it's a real estate agent, it is invaluable if you get somebody who you've learned from and who can guide you because it's probably one of the most biggest investments that you buy in a life. And as far as mortgages, I don't, pe- I don't know that people really know all the different options that might work for them. You know, I think that, you know, we're used to the traditional stuff and that might be what you should have. And now staying on top of it because you could refinance now. And again, what is it, about 2%? Yeah, it's right around 2.75, Dottie. Yeah, so you should look at your mortgages and, you know, see what you have a mortgage at because you could be losing a lot of money by not refinancing. I mean, you could be saving a lot of money. Okay, they say that. Data will be everywhere by 2025, so we'll be data-driven. Data-driven. Okay, and venture capital will be supreme, so people who have money for new businesses. Um, We're going to come back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate, and we'll answer your questions as soon as we get back after our commercial break. Great. Did you know that you own the world's most complex and fantastic chemical laboratory? It's true. When cared for properly, the human body has the potential to heal itself by creating custom-designed medicines for your personal needs with no negative side effects. But your body must have quality raw materials to work with. You must supply these materials from the food you eat. 
Your body's laboratory is built to run on real food. It will break it down to get the chemicals it needs. For optimal performance, stay away from cheap processed foods. Processed grains, excess sugar, and bad oils will quickly clog up and bog down your body machine. Eat real food, mostly fruits and vegetables in a wide variety of colors and whole grains. These foods are loaded with the natural chemicals your body needs to do its job. Your fantastic laboratory is yours and yours alone. Take responsibility for it. This is Dr. Douglas Howard with your Health Tip of the Week. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. Uh, helps, one, with energy. It's really helped with the pain. Um, I had a radical neck dissection back in 1996, and I had some really numbness and some tingling in my face and arm. And since I've been taking Balance of Nature, that has gone away. And that's been part of my life for over 20 years. So that's a pretty big deal. I'm noticeably better and feel better taking it. Wouldn't give it up for anything. See how getting a variety of over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can make a difference for you this year. To help you start your New Year's resolutions right, Balance of Nature is offering 35% off and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This New Year's special won't last, so call in now. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Get a complimentary digital analysis and get ahead of your competition. Call Salem Surround, 212-857-9635 or surroundnewyork.com. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? That's a reason to go to Jackson Hewitt Tax Service. File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get up to $3,200 fast with a no-fee refund advance. It's a 0% APR loan from MetaBank that's available before your tax refund is, so you could get money when you need it. Go to jacksonhewitt.com to learn about availability, terms, and how you could get money on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. That's Jackson Hewitt. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back, and you're listening to I on real estate, and um, we're going to talk a little about predictions and what we think that's going to happen in 2020, and if you have any ideas 
I'd really love to hear from you. You can call us at 866-970-9622. Um, before I get started, I want to take a question from Heidi. Heidi from New York. Hi, Heidi. Good morning. Hi, 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 Heidi. Hi, Dottie. How you doing? How are you feeling today? Uh, well, you know, this is my second Z-Pack, and I took a flu Hi. shot, so but I, I think it's finally Dottie, you could take up. two? I didn't know you could take two Z-Packs. I hope you're doing better. Yeah, my doctor That's said rough. he gave me a second one. Oh, good. <clears throat> you see, I'm so, but I'm, I'm better. I mean, I'm better than I was. Let's put it that way. Oh, please. I hope you do get better. Thank they, you. Because these things seem to hang on, you know? I know. I know. So, the worst. I, I have a question. Um, I'm... I'm a buyer's broker, and we have a signed contract on a co-op. And the seller's agent went to um, the managing agent um, with my package from my client. Right. And everything was in order with the package, but the managing agent said, the price is too low. The board will not accept it. So I'm supposed to renegotiate my signed contract. To bring the That's price sticky, up. okay? <laughs> Let me see how I can answer that. Didn't we just have a show on that not too long ago? We talked about that. Is it legally, legal, legal to do that? Yes. <laughs> it is. So, like, you're talking about a co-op, I imagine? Yes. Ouch, that hurt. <laughs> a co- is, a, is, a, yeah. is a co-op, right? Not a condo. It's yeah. a co-op. Yes, it's a co-op. Yeah. Yes. So what the board's doing is they have something called the business judgment rule, and they're allowed to do decisions in the interest of the building so long as they're not discriminatory. So if they're doing this because your client is undesirable in a discriminatory fashion, clearly not okay. But otherwise, it's just unbecoming or it's something that you and I dislike. But what they're saying is that the board won't be granting approval at this number, and they could do it. It's most frustrating. Uh, but I don't understand. I mean, the market is is not what the market was, and if the seller acquiesced to the price, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't understand either. Let and me I'm going to tell this. you. Yeah, you first, I, I, yeah. When, when I first started, like I think I started the city 17 or 18 years ago, and I was from Long Island, so you know we really didn't have a lot of co-ops. But when I saw like what really goes on. I thought to myself, well, I don't want someone to tell me they don't like my customer or they don't want me to, you know, or, what they're trying to do. And again, if it was like an extremely ridiculous office, let's just say it was extremely ridiculous that somebody lost their mind and didn't know what they were doing, um, which doesn't happen, uh, they would be trying to protect the people in the in the place saying, you know, well, you don't want that sale to come through because it'll show that the sales here are lower than they should be. Exactly. Okay. However, with depending on how strict the board is, um, they can do it. Now, if I were you, um, if you know the owner of the apartment, or the or even if you don't, you can call the listing broker. And maybe the listing broker can have the owner, in a good way, talk to the board. You know, yeah, because mm-hmm. because really, now I kind of think it's and, and you and you know what you you did did you who told you that they wouldn't take it? Did, they, did the buyer tell you that your buyer or they told the, you the the seller's agent. Uh, told me that they wouldn't that the managing agent said they won't accept it 
Okay. And do you have anything to substantiate? Like, do you have comps or something that can show? I'm not saying they'll change their mind, but you know what? Before I would give it up, I would see in a good way, because if you get anybody angry, then you're really not going to have the deal. But if you could kind of befriend the agent and say, look, I have documentation. I mean, these are sales that just happened. And maybe you could talk to the seller because obviously she's she's going to want it to sell. Also, how off do you think it is? Is it a very low offer? Do you mind me asking? I mean, it's not extremely low. I mean, it's an estate. That's the other thing. They just want to get it resolved. So I thought it was a really good price. <laughs> um, but, you know, could it? Should it have been more, maybe a little more, but, uh, you know, I mean, you figure everybody wants to get it over with and get it done. And, and, and it's in a state, so it's going to be split up between a bunch of people, so it's not, it, right? So it'll be less. Right, <laughs> exactly. And nobody's on, I don't think anybody's on this side of the coast anymore. I think they're all over the place. So that's, uh, you know, that's where I'm at. But my, my question is, should should we try to go ahead with the application as is or should we definitely you know change the number or what what do you suggest i mean it's so, almost like i like an, you know extortion Heidi, <laughs> Heidi, i want to go with what dotty said the, and, and people in the, that people outside of new york really don't even believe this exists but it does uh yeah. dotty's idea I'm though is so york smart i can't believe this is happening Heidi. You know? Heidi, what you need yes. to remember is that this legally, they can deny it. And a contract is right. subject to board approval and they're protected and they can't get sued by this concept. And you can look it up. It's called the business judgment rule. So Dottie's concept yeah, of pol- positive politics is the way to go. So before I did anything, before I submitted, I would do what Dottie's saying and try and get befriend the seller and work together to try and educate the board because perhaps they're living in La La Land and they're going to hurt their own building. So I loved what Dottie said about positive politics. That's the way to go with this board. And also the listing broker. I'm assuming you're the selling broker, correct? I'm the buying broker. Yeah. Yeah. So the listing broker has every reason to want it to go through. Even so, you might say to her, "Look, help me out here. Uh, you know, what do I need to do? Here's the comps I have. What what number do you think the board's going to accept?" kind of work with her and try to be a team because she has just as much to gain if that deal happens. So she might, I don't know, I don't know if the girl has it in with the board or doesn't, um, but also I don't, you know, and I guess I'm, I'm careful because if you, if you talk to the, her seller too much, maybe she might get mad. I don't know. But the seller also you know, if they're friendlier with the board, they have a better chance. I mean, you know, yeah. and if they have yeah. well, something, I mean, it's, to it's not even at this point. It's not even at the board. It's it's like stopped at the managing agent. So managing agent. it's you know um, of the building, and that's like why and that's why I like the idea of going to the board though. So like what Dottie's saying is maybe we can instead of talking directly to the managing agent, maybe we know someone at the board and we could float it by them and say, hey, what do you think? And informally, and just get an idea of people's feedback, because I think the managing agent's just trying to effectuate what they think the board will do. And maybe if we educate right. them, we can really get there. And education is really the key, but positive manipulation, helpful. And I'm going to tell you something my mother always told me. Guilt is the most powerful thing. And you said this is an estate. 
don't be shy about using guilt. Mm-hmm. But what would you, right. Mr. Heidi, do you know the managing <laughs> agent at all? Have you met him or her? No, no, no. I haven't. So it's all I through haven't. the other agent, right? Right. Okay, so you're going to have to befriend the other agent, and you're going to have to act kind of a little naive-ish and say, listen, I really want these people, really want it, they're qualified, they're blah, 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 can you help me out, okay? What do you think they'll, you know, what do you think I have to do with this managing agent? Here's the comps that I have, okay? So what, you know, it's an estate, it's probably going to get divided up in a bunch of ways, so somebody's not going to get all that money, and see exactly. if you can work with her because if she gets the sale through, she's going to benefit also. So, uh, but you've got to be like you have to do it in a friendly way. I wouldn't give up on it at all. But I would no, walk don't give with, up. I wouldn't give up on it because probably not that so, far off. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, she's been very, very cooperative. So that's not the issue. It's like I said. I just don't know if I should go ahead and and try to push this through as is because I'm not sure. If it's the managing agent saying they won't accept or if they really know that the board won't accept, you know, at this price, it's it's just. Well, they probably you know, think that is- the board won't accept it. But, you know, there's you know, it's, it, you never can know. But I think if you had some document like citation. And, so important. Yeah. I think if you could show that and you could say be very respectful to the managing agent and the agent. I don't know how experienced the agent is that has the listing. I don't know if she's friendly with the board. You know, in the city, it's a lot of if you know who the people on the board are, you could kind of get to them. Um, But I think you want to show a little movement. So I think that whatever your offer is, I would say to the managing agent, look, here's their credit. Here's this. Here's that. Here's comps. What are we to what do you think? What do you what, what are you thinking? Okay, because Mm-hmm. You, she's the only. You don't have a relationship with anyone else. You know what I'm saying? You don't know right. the managing agent, um, right? Right. And right. if that doesn't work, call me back next week. I'll have another idea. Yeah, but I want to keep I talking about this. Call us back. That's so good. And I'm just going to add on Dottie on what you just said. I I think you got to remember the seller, the listing agent, has more to lose than you, because you guys could always look at another property. They're going to be stuck at this astronomical True. price that's over market. So we got to remember that they're more motivated than us to convince everyone. I see. Okay. All right. Let so us we wish you luck, Heidi. Call us back. Call us back. Let us know how you make out. I will do that. Thank you All so right. much. Have a and great feel better. Thank you. Thanks, Heidi. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. You know, it's really, I will. Thank you. You but, too. But it's really a topic that truthfully, that's why so I think you're saying that when you buy a co-op, which is shares in a corporation, you don't own the real estate outright. You need to have an attorney look at what your rights are and know what you give up because if they don't like the person or they can- Don, do you want to hear a crazy story? Yes. I'm going to tell you a crazy love story that we dealt with. Love <laughs> yeah, I know you do. So we had a big co-op in the building that we represented the board. And the board found out that years ago, a former board made a deal with the parking lot. And the parking lot was paying almost no maintenance. And all the homeowners were supplementing this commercial venture and paying all of their money. And they had to bring this major lawsuit because they were paying more than market on maintenance. And that all came down to people buying in without checking the bylaws and realizing that they had this right, this they had this sweetheart deal. And imagine buying into a co-op right now and you're supplementing a commercial venture. And all you would have done is if you looked, people look at only the price dotting. They forget that they have to pay ongoingly in this maintenance, right, and it could be astronomical. Right. 
Right. Well, yeah, you know, and, and, and again, when you know, we, we should get to that in time and really talk about that because it's something that, you know, you really need to know and it doesn't really happen in many places. New York City is common and some boards are easier than others. And as Heidi said, I don't know if the managing agent knows the exact number. Um, I think he probably in his mind thinks that they won't mm-hmm. accept that. I don't think he would make it up or she would make it up. But, you know, she's got to kind of work on selling the listing broker, I guess. And hopefully But this transitions, the- Dottie, to you saying about our real estate agents going to go away. We remember we were talking about that a second ago. And the skills of knowing how to navigate a listing agent, a managing agent, a board, you can't replace that with technology. How could technology manage people? So what we teach all the agents at my school and what you always strive and you tell everyone is that you have to be a knowledge ad broker. You have to be exactly. a negotiator. It's so well, important. Well, you see, but, but Andrew, like, you know, I don't think the seller, and I blame this on the real estate industry. I don't think the seller really realizes the value because of of a great negotiator. Uh, You know, and I have certainly negotiated many a deal, and sometimes the brokers that are involved, I don't even know what they're doing. Because at the end of the day, I'm not saying you can negotiate everything, but a lot of it's just how you present the negotiation. And I'm sure as an attorney, you know, there's some attorneys that I'm like, what are you, crazy? Like Most. they're they're sitting and they're letting, you know, they're getting their way. Well, we want this, we want that. Now the other attorney looks like an idiot in front of his clients because the the attorney that might be better is getting everything he wants. So the other attorney is going to not want to look bad and then says no to the wrong thing. You know, you've got to make it so somebody wins here and there. And I let him say face. And I don't. And I think even with you know in in the city. I was in the business maybe already 15 years or so before I came to the city. I wouldn't have known how to fill out a board package. I would have not known that if you didn't dot the I right, it's not going through. Okay, I wouldn't have known if you don't know some of the board people, you'll never get in. I no wouldn't chance. know how to tell someone how to, like Angelina Jolie, I will never forget that. We had to get her this business suit and try to, because they don't want celebrities. Mm. They didn't want Madonna. Okay. Yep. I mean, okay. They don't want attorneys. Okay. They because they figure they hate us. They hate us, Dottie. They hate us. <laughs> right. So, so we have to do it like these. He's not that kind of an attorney. He's uh, just. A Although occupations are protected class, so I have to say. But, but they I'm don't gonna, tell you this, that. That's hard to. Prove. Oh no. But I want to end this chat that we're having right now with this thought before we go to the break. I hope everyone knows that 93% of a negotiation is how you say it, not what you say. And Dottie's saying with negotiations, it's how you say it. you got to know how to say it and let people say it face, Dottie. So important. You know, and, and I think that the three of us, I'd love to do a session on that because if you're a good negotiator, you can negotiate your life. That's true. You, you can work with your kids. You can. It's, it's a skill that I can't put a dollar value on it. We're going to be back, and we're going to be with our Michael Conte. Conte, and he's here. We're going to be back. He'll be right on after the break. We're just going to listen to the 11 o'clock news, and we'll be back. 866-970-9622. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.